Who on earth would be a copper these days? Maybe the job is more rewarding than news reports suggest. Certainly the young men and women I dealt with from about seven different countries and ethnicities who were all part of the New Zealand police when my car got stolen, they were onto it. They seemed positive. They had a really wonderful world view. They were, they were good people. And they seemed to have enjoyment in their job. They were proactive in finding the little former 501s that had ripped off my car and used it to commit some armed robberies. They were really, really wonderful young men and women. And I thought, well, police force is in pretty good blimmin' stead if young people like that are joining. But the stats seem to tell a different story. A report out last night on One News showing that police response times have become remarkably slower under this government, and police have come under criticism for that. Let's go back further and look at more stats. The government, when it was in coalition with New Zealand First, promised an extra 1,800 police. You'll remember that. That was very much a Winston and Jacinda show. Yet, as Chris Bailey of the ACT Party said, Poto Williams admitted under questioning in Parliament recently that the target won't be reached until 2023. Now, there's a big gap from 2017 to 2023. Police are leaving in greater numbers than they have done before. Texters, callers, emailers have told me this anecdotally. The figures seem to confirm it. Nearly 170 sworn police officers left their jobs between March and July of 2020. It wasn't just natural attrition, serving officers coming to the end of the years deciding, okay, they'd given their best and it was time to go. Police Association President Chris Carhill says attrition rates actually dipped during the pandemic because experienced officers decided to stay in their jobs for a number of reasons. I mean, they couldn't go anywhere else. It wasn't like they could take the grand tour that they'd planned, or perhaps they saw it as their duty to stay on. number of reasons why. So it wasn't attrition. This was people who were fed up. Last year, of course, saw pay negotiations between the police association and the government break down. Not helped when on the first day of negotiations, the government announced a public sector pay freeze. Even worse, Chris Carhill had met with Police Minister Poto Williams the morning of the government announcement, hours before negotiations were set to start, and she didn't tell him about the imminent announcement of a public sector pay freeze. Perhaps she didn't know. This doesn't seem to be a minister who is totally over her portfolio. This is the minister last night when questioned by one news reporter, Benedict Collins, on those police response times. Uh, look, I'm I'm not over the detail of that. It is a very operational matter to the. I sent all the detail to your office this morning. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, as I say, it's very operational to the police. I'm, um, you know, I'm not kind of prepared to step into that because I don't know the finer detail of what those numbers are saying. A lot of Kiwis are going to be really worried to know that it's taken cops up to two hours to arrive to a really serious incident yeah, look, in, think, in Auckland, right? I think um, the questions need to go to the police. Right. Now, you can't be across everything. I get that. But if you're a minister, don't you want to get your teeth into the portfolio and get into it and make it your own? Wouldn't you make it your business to know to know operational matters? I think police response times is something that a government minister should know. You know, there are ministers who get stuck into their portfolios and there are ministers who seem to 
have the title on their letterhead and that's about it. That's about as far as they go. Underwhelming. So we'll get back to that in a minute. I mean, the police did eventually get their pay rise in January of this year after the government was effectively told to give them more during arbitration. So it wasn't out of the, you know, the government seeing sense. It was being told to do so. They got a 3.5% increase in bonus fa- payments. But let's face it, the, the pay doesn't keep people in jobs. You're not going to be a police officer because of the pay, are you? You're going to do it because you believe in your community, because you believe in service, because you believe in people, because that's ultimately what the job is all about. Job satisfaction keeps people doing what they do. For job satisfaction, you have to believe that your job is of value and that you are doing the job you signed up for. It hasn't changed suddenly, dramatically. You know, when you became a police recruit, you thought you were going to be able to serve the public, that the public would support you in what you did, that you would be able to make a difference. Has the job changed? How many officers can still, hand on heart, say this is the job they signed up for? When it comes to the public, how many of you have faith that the police will be there when you need them? Now, of course, there was the one report, one news report out last night saying, you know, up to two hours for for serious crime. Police officers in Auckland arrived in 26 minutes or less, 90% of the time in 2017. According to one news, that time has now jumped out to one hour and 49 minutes this year. Now, again, that's something we've heard anecdotally on the show. Our police Deputy Commissioner Glenn Dunbeer told the Mike Hosking Breakfast he's had a look at the priority response times, and he had a look at them yesterday, and he said when it comes to priority one call responses, it's not markedly different than it was in 2017. And when you go back and look at you know that bedrock data around P1 responses, we call it priority one P1, yeah. the median response in 2017 was um, 7 minutes 42 response time, it's now 8 minutes 21, so it's not markedly different over that time, and our priority two is up slightly as well, and those are, those are jobs where the offenders aren't still still present, and they're See, not, you know, there's, there's no doubt over the last sort of five or six years, our, our demand has gone up mm. uh, in, those P, in those P1 jobs, largely in the family violence and mental health sort of buckets of that demand, exactly. you know, over 50% in the family harm stuff, so... Um, you know, with all of that, uh, and, and yes, almost all of those jobs are going to be P1 because just of the very nature, people are likely to harm themselves or others. And so despite all of that demand increase, to still be able to respond in much the same way, timely fashion as we have, is, was quite reassuring for me to go back and have a look at. Okay, so quite a different story from Glenn Dunbeer. Not markedly different, according to One News, it really, really is. Demand. Demand has gone up. I mean, it's not like people choose, hmm, shall I ring the police service, the fire service or the ambulance? Oh, I know, I'll go for the police. Because they're, you know, it's not a demand for a service, it's a need. It's a necessity. That's why you call the police, I mean, obviously there are prank calls, but I mean, the vast majority call the police because they need them. Not because they're quite like them to be there and, you know. Anyway, figures, stats, numbers being chucked at us. I'd love to hear from you. We've heard the, the stats about police retention, about police leaving. 
somebody said the service, and it's quite right, it is a police service technically, and that may be the problem, that uh, it's become more of a service than it has become a force. If you are at the front line or you have a family member who is at the front line, what's the job like? Are you getting the job satisfaction you thought you'd signed up for? If you are a victim of crime, where do you sit? An hour and 49 minutes before you get a police response or eight to nine minutes when you get a police response. There is no doubt that police are doing the job that many other government agencies should be doing. There is absolutely no doubt that they shouldn't be responding to the mental health call-outs. There are so many things that they are doing that is right. Preempting crime before it even happens, that must be satisfying. You know, the, the programs they engage with within the community, I totally support that. But ultimately, when the rubber hits the road, when crimes have been committed, when people are presenting firearms, when they're shooting one another, when they're getting into cars and carjacking, you need a police force to turn up. And anecdotally, that doesn't seem to be happening. 0800 80 